as a member of Adventist Health System, Manchester Memorial Hospital, focused on improving the health of the community it serves, proudly presents this Health Talk podcast series, The Manchester Difference. Here's Bill Klaproth. Being told that you have a spinal or orthopedic disorder is often a worrying and stressful experience. However, Understanding the causes can help reduce your fears and provide a roadmap to manage the pain. With us is Dr. Giri Gupta, a Harvard graduate and an orthopedic and spine surgeon at Manchester Memorial. Dr. Gupta will discuss orthopedic and spine care made easy, including pain management and neuromodulation. Dr. Gupta, thanks so much for being on with us. First off, what condition of the spine do people suffer from the most? Well, most commonly, lower back pain and neck pain are the two conditions that patients will walk into the clinic for. And most of the time, it's uh, general degenerative changes. We also call it arthritis of the back, which is the most common cause why people uh, have pain in their neck and the lower back. Uh, there are other conditions which are called herniated discs, which means there's a cushion between the bones of the spine if it... Uh, uh, makes a hole through the back and starts pressing on your nerve. That's called a disc herniation. And that can cause a lot of pain in your leg because the nerve gets stressed and the nerve is what's supplying the sensation in the leg. So that, that's not uncommon. And then the other condition that is fairly common is uh, a slip in the spine, which we call a spondylolisthesis. That's a condition when the two bones constituting the spine start slipping in relation to each other rather than being stable. And those conditions are fairly common that I see on a regular basis in my clinic. And those things can happen through, one, an injury, a fall, trying to lift something, or just normal wear and tear over time, right? Most of the time, these conditions are not uh, resulting from trauma. Of course, once in a while, you'll have a patient that will say, I was lifting something, and then my I heard a pop in my back. But a lot of time, it is the back degenerative condition, or that's the back you have, and it just didn't take the the stress of the normal work or out of normal work, which resulted into those conditions. So uh, now there are conditions which can arise from trauma, but they usually uh, end up going to the ER because of conditions like fractures. But more common causes of back and neck pain are degenerative. And on the orthopedic side, what are the most common things you see? Obviously, people suffer from, you know, you hear a lot about carpal tunnel syndrome and elbow pain, knee problems. What's the most common thing that you see in your practice? The, if I would say there are, there are a range of disorders that I see in the office day-to-day basis, but if I have to put, like, pick uh, the top five problems that patients come up with in my office, I would say uh, arthritis of the knee would be number one. Uh, Number two would be something like a carpal tunnel or a trigger finger in the hand. And then the third would be uh, the lower back pain, the neck pain. And then fourth and fifth would probably be conditions like uh, a rotator cuff disorder in the shoulder. And then uh, other conditions which are like uh, ankle pain, foot pain. So those are the top five conditions uh, which probably constitutes about... 30 to 40 percent of my patient population. Okay, help us then. How do we uh, give us some tips on how to help prevent some of these problems? Okay, so the most common problem, as I just mentioned, was arthritis of the knee. Now, uh, can we prevent it? I would say you can prevent it, but what you can do is 
to ensure that it doesn't come early and it doesn't affect you early. And then if it does, it doesn't progress that fast. Some of the common things that we can all uh, do is uh, uh, keeping the weight, your body weight, near to the normal ideal body weight. Uh, the studies have shown that once you have a wear and tear condition in the knee, then if your body weight is more than usual or more than normal, then the wear and tear process is much faster. Of course, uh, educating kids uh, and you know more training in sports activities, minimizing trauma of the knee is also one condition that can help prevent uh, the, the wear and tear that arises from subtle injuries that happen during sports. So, so once we prevent those initial injuries, the, the later population in 40s and 50s will notice a difference in, in the frequency of when they start having the knee pain. Uh, there are other conditions like, uh, you know, patients when they start having knee pain, I would say avoiding certain activities like uh, jogging or running on a concrete surface, rather, uh, you know, uh, going for other uh, more less painful options like swimming or uh, elliptical exercises, so those are the conditions. Once you have uh, knee pain because of arthritis, you can you can somehow you know uh, slow down the progression of the wear and tear. But uh, unfortunately, you know uh, some of the conditions are not totally preventable because it's inherent uh, with the human posture, the way we walk. There will be wear and tear in the knee. It's just different in how the patients get affected at different ages. So great tips there. Maintain a normal body weight, uh, minimize trauma during sports, avoid jogging or running on concrete surfaces, maybe switch to something less impactful like swimming. So Dr. Gupta, if someone is suffering from a spinal or orthopedic issue, how do you then best manage the pain? Well, uh, initially, uh, most of the time, the patients will have seen their primary care physicians, and there are, uh, and even actually before that, they would have tried over-the-counter pain pills, uh, which are uh, you know, things like Motrin and Aleve and Tylenol. Uh, and then there are uh, prescription pain medications that you can take. But uh, if things don't respond to these or, you know, there's still uh, the relief is short term, then there are other interventions that uh, can be done, some of them by primary care physicians, like injections, joint injections and uh, spinal injections. But a lot of times, uh, at that point, uh, the physician refers them to a specialist, like an orthopedic specialist or a spine specialist. And when patients come to us, there's a range of things that we can offer them, starting from uh, activity modification education, physical therapy, injections, uh, minimally invasive intervention, and, of course, the surgical interventions. So uh, depending on the patient's need, the severity of the problem, that when they are seen first with, uh, the treatment varies, but most of the patients respond to conservative measures, and not all of them need surgery. Right. So first off, you've got your over-the-counter pain pills. You have potentially prescription medications, spinal injections, and then surgery is kind of the different courses of treatment. So talk to me about neuromodulation. What is that? Well, as the name suggests, we are modulating the way the nerves are doing their function. Now, neuromodulation has been there for quite some time, but as uh, the spinal intervention has increased, so has the number of cases that have failed that intervention. 
So uh, the, there is a renewed interest in neuromodulation. Uh, this is a procedure that's indicated for patients for, who, whose leg pain or back pain is mostly uh, neurogenic in nature, which means the nerves are getting irritated, compressed, or for some reasons are firing more than they should, making a person feel a lot of pain in his back or leg. So uh, what this essentially, the procedure does is it tries to uh, gate or monitor the way the nerves are carrying their impulses across the spinal cord to your brain to make you feel that area being painful. So uh, imagine if I can put a small uh, electric device over the nerve and stimulate it so that the normal conduction of the pain impulse is blocked, then your brain would probably feel that, you know, there's nothing painful there. So this is what the neuromodulation is based on. That's very interesting. So it is a non-invasive technique. That's what it sounds like. Well, it is a minimally invasive technique. It's not nowhere as invasive as a spinal surgery or a rhizotomy or like cutting your nerves. But it's suddenly, uh, it is invasive, but, but most of the time it can be done with minimally invasive procedures. And even if, if it requires an open procedure, the magnitude of the surgery is much less than any of the other procedures that a lot of patients need for their back or leg pain. Is this a one-time procedure, or does the patient have to come back several times uh, when they're getting neuromodulation? If it's proper, you know, if it's properly chosen for a particular patient, usually it requires a trial procedure, which is uh, just to ensure that the patient is the right patient for this procedure. And once the trial gets successful and the patient gets good relief after trial, then it's a one-time procedure when we require implantation of the electrode in your spine and then, of course, a battery that can fire that electrode. So, uh, And once put in, they don't need to be removed uh, for a long, long time. Uh, these days, uh, uh, I think the batteries last for several years, so nothing needs to be changed. The batteries can be charged from outside uh, just as your cell phone gets charged. Of course, here you don't need a cable to charge it. So, uh, yeah, once once the hardware is in, it can last uh, several years without really changing anything. That's really interesting. So is this kind of a last resort then if all the other um, treatments and medications don't work? Well, I would say it's a good uh, option for a lot of patients who have failed the back surgeries or who have other conditions like uh, complex regional pain syndromes, uh, people with neuropathic pain, as diabetes is very, very common where I work. Uh, so in those conditions where nerves seem to be the reason why you're hurting, this is a very reasonable and a good option. Fantastic. Great information. Dr. Gupta, thanks so much for being on with us today. For more info, you can visit manchestermemorial.org. That's manchestermemorial.org. This is the Manchester Difference. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.